in today's show. I'm looking at the waiver wire players you can add, players you can drop back down there. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today we're looking at the waiver wire, players to add, players to drop, players who are must roster. Let's get into it right now and we'll start off with some droppable players in category leagues. Get that garbage out of here! All right, these are guys, again, yeah, I'll give this disclaimer every week. You don't just go and drop them automatically. Hey, I'm dropping them for no reason, but if there's someone that is on the waiver wire that you want to add, that you need to stream in, and these players are sitting on your roster, and they're probably the worst guy there, then I'm not looking at them as guys who are going to have a huge, monster, absolute ridiculous bounce backs, and they could probably be moved on from. Duncan Robinson, I think we have to view Dunk as a three-point streamer at this point, and I think just holding on and holding on... Um, for yeah, the yeah, for the inevitability of maybe he gets better, it's not worth it. I think Dunk is a pretty clear drop. And I think a couple of Pelicans are droppable guys as well. Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. Um, Bledsoe seeing his minutes get reduced nearly every game. And Adams, not only is he currently injured, but he's also outside the top 150 this season. So while they have the name brand value for sure, and we've seen them both play significantly better than what they're playing at the moment. Again, we're like 20-plus games into this season, probably more, more than that, you know, 30 games into this season, um, and they're doing what they're doing, and what they're doing is not good. Bledsoe's outside the top 170. Um, I think just move on. I think we just have to, you just have to make that call and get out of there. I include Marcus Morris on the assist because he's been rostered uh, or increased in roster percentage quite a bit recently. I don't think there's any need to hold him in 12-team leagues, especially with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard returning for the Clippers. He is more of a luxury points streamer, uh, a 14-team to 16-team league player rather than a guy that should be on 12-team rosters. And then lastly, Rui Hachimura. Again, for some reason, this guy's second-year player has name brand value, and people love rostering him, even though he has not really ever produced big enough numbers for him to be a must-roster player. Yes, he's young, and yes, he's getting better, and yes, he's showing flashes, but it doesn't matter to me because he's just not doing it at the moment. He didn't do it last year. He hasn't done it this year. I don't predict that he's going to do it in the future, and I just think that he is just wasting a roster spot by holding him. Now, you could disagree with that pretty clearly, and his last couple of weeks have been much improved. He's improved his free throw shooting. He's actually getting some defensive stats there, but he doesn't get assists. He doesn't hit threes. He's a below-average scorer. He's a below-average field goal percentage guy. The only reason his recent production has jumped up is because he's had a flurry of steals, and I do not think that he is a must-roster player. Let's talk about some drops in points leagues. A couple of similar names there, Duncan Robinson and Eric Bledsoe on that list. I'm going to include Lou Williams here as well. Williams was putting up some good numbers when the Clippers were all injured, but they're all back now. And I don't think... Williams' value comes in his really high free throw percentage and high volume. And in a points league, that doesn't matter. So if you're looking for someone to move on from and he is on your team, then uh, then he can go. 
This boy can as well. The world. He's still rostered somehow, Hassan Whiteside, in 70% of Yahoo leagues. Um, I know he did have one start, didn't play 20 minutes in that start, but there's just no, there's no reason for it. There's no, uh, there's no good, you know, or maybe he gets traded. Look, th- he's cooked. He's not an NBA starting caliber center. He is, he just isn't as simple as that. Now, if he does find a 25 minute a night role somewhere, then sure. But you're holding on to hope for something to happen that I don't think will. And then you've got DeAndre Jordan on this list. Uh, Nick Claxton is returning. I think Claxton's going to take a lot of DeAndre Jordan's minutes. Probably not initially, but I think he will take them. And Jordan is going to lose a lot of value. He's already not even a top 150 player in points league, so I don't know why we're bothering holding on. So you can move on from DeAndre Jordan. Let's look at some short-term ads. Michael Carter-Williams and Dennis Smith Jr., two horribly inefficient players, but two starting point guards for the Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons, respectively. Carter-Williams and Smith will probably be starting for their teams leading up to the All-Star break with uh, Cole Anthony out with that fractured rib, and now DeLon Wright's out at least two weeks with a groin strain. Now, you need to be able to deal with horrible field goal percentage and pretty poor free throw percentage, but we've seen them rack up some counting stats in the games they've played so far this year, and that can be really useful if that's what you need. And you're finding a 30-minute or so starting point guard on the waiver wire. It's not an easy task with a guy that can rack up multiple steals and block some shots and get some assists and get some rebounds. And that's what both of these players can do. That's why I'm lumping them in together because they both have the same downsides and they both have a similar upside. So I think there is value in both of these players. Garrett Temple. Otto Porter's out. Larry Markinen's out. Temple is starting. Billy Donovan loves him. He's not sexy. He's the Royce O'Neal of wing players. He can come in, he can get you a steal or two, hit a three or two, get three assists or so, four rebounds, 12 points, nothing exciting, but enough across-the-board production where he can be valuable. In Portland, with um, Harry Giles out and Yusuf Nurkic out, we're seeing Derek Jones Jr.'s minutes go from 24-25 up to 30-plus because Robert Covington's playing more at center, so more minutes are available on the wing. Now, he'd been squished a little bit with Simons and Trent and Mallow playing, and he was getting like 26 minutes, and it wasn't enough. Now, Jones, I wouldn't say is enough in all situations, but he's a great shot blocker. He's a high field goal percentage guy. He gets steals at a high rate, and as playing 30-plus minutes, there is some short-term value in him. And I'm going to say Isaiah Roby as well. He plays okay when Al Horford's there, but he's going to get some big opportunities this week. He's going to get a couple of starts with a couple of back-to-backs coming up for the Thunder, and that's going to boost his short-term value. And even on those days where Horford does play, he has shown an ability at times to be able to um, to be able to come in and um, and and produce next to Al Horford. So he's a guy to add for that first back-to-back. The, Sun- the Thunder have a Sunday-Monday back-to-back, so he's going to get a start Monday, and he's probably going to get one on Saturday as well, and then he's going to play during the week also. So there's some short-term category league ads. For points leagues, these are guys who are rostered in under 70% of uh, Yahoo leagues. Ravishing Rick Rubio, D'Angelo Russell's out, Rubio's an ad. Nerland's Noel with Mitch Robinson out, he's an ad. Eric Gordon, we know that there's the situation with DeMarcus Cousins. But there's also Victor Oladipo that's out, uh, and there's rests for John Wall coming up. So Gordon's a short... He's only rostered in 62% of leagues, Eric Gordon. He should be rostered for the short term for sure. Dennis Smith, as I already mentioned, and TJ McConnell, a guy that is rostered in under 40% of Yahoo leagues, and I think you want to get him on on your team for the way that he is playing. Just a quick aside into the DeMarcus Cousins situation. Um... Yeah, look, the way that things were trending for him anyway, he was, you know, most nights he was playing 25 minutes a night. He was never going to get minutes next to Christian Wood, and now he's going to move on from the Rockets. 
I don't know what team he's going to, but I don't really see the team that's going to be, man, we really need DeMarcus Cousins to come in and play 27 minutes. You could say the Raptors need a center and maybe he can come in and play a role. But yeah, is he better than Baines? Maybe. His defense is actually horrendous, Cousins. And his shooting efficiency has been terrible. If he goes to the Lakers, he's their third string center behind Harrell, behind Gasol, and behind Davis when he comes back. So he's just not going to play. Uh, he goes to Boston. I think he's worse than Tice. They want to give Rob Williams more minutes. I just don't think it's happening. If he goes to Miami, he's the backup behind Bam Adebayo. I don't really think there's much point in DeMarcus Cousins being held on to. Apparently, he's going to continue to play here for the Rockets until they release him. I don't know what they I guess they're waiting for Wood to come back. But his production with Wood out has been so substandard that if you wanted to move on and need to make a move, then I think it's something you can do. Some deep league ads. Um... These are all guys rostered in under 10% of advanced leagues using our metrics. So I'm looking at Taylor Horton Tucker with Dennis Schroeder out. He's going to get more minutes and with Anthony Davis out, and he's going to have more ball handling opportunities. So he can be a deeper league ad. Hal Neto, there's five games coming up for the Wizards this week. So he's a good deep league ad, and you might have Westbrook sitting one of those games. And we know that Ish Smith is already sidelined. James Ennis in Orlando. With Anthony out, that means that Carter Williams plays the point, meaning more minutes available on the wing. He's shown to be better than uh, what Dwayne Bacon is. So he's a nice deep league ad. And staying in Orlando, Trumer Akiki, obviously better than Gary Clark, probably better than Ken Birch playing the four. I think it is only a matter of time before Akiki is the starting power forward there. And then deep leagues, you can look at Sterling Brown. Now, I could have included David Nwaba here, and he is an option too, but I think he's rostered in more than 10% of Yahoo leagues. But Sterling Brown, with those aforementioned issues with Cousins, maybe playing, maybe not playing, with uh, Oladipo, Depot out with wall resting. Brown comes in, plays 20 plus minutes, gets some steals, hits some threes, and that can be valuable. Let's talk must roster players. These are guys rostered in under 85% of Yahoo leagues. This is just me going to be rattling off a list of names because if you ever come to me with a question, do I add a player and they're on this list? The answer is obviously yes. Tyrese Halliburton, Rishon Holmes, Chris Boucher, Robert Covington, Evan Fournier, Derek White, Norman Powell, Mason Plumley, TJ McConnell, Harrison Barnes, Kyle Anderson, Darius Garland, Kevin Herter, Thad Young, and Wendell Carter Jr. These are all guys that at this point, they are projected to be top 100 the rest of the way. And look, that'll change in a couple of weeks' time as other injured players come back and things move around from there. But for now, if they're on your wire, you add them and you deal with it. Let's look at some popular ads over the recent time period. Patrick Beverly's been added in a lot of leagues. I think that's fine. I think he is actually he's a, he's a nice 14-team leaguer, and he's a solid 12-team league ad. Uh, the Discman, Chetty Osman, he is a guy, again, with Prince out, Love out, Nance out. He's getting some starts. He's a good short-term ad. Rob Williams, with the Celtics going back to the double big man, double barrel big man lineup, Williams is getting more minutes, and they keep talking, hey, he's on a minutes restriction. We're going to give you more minutes later. I find it hard to find out how they're going to do that, especially when Marcus Smart comes back. But hey, Williams is putting up big defensive numbers. He's getting good field goal percentage. He's an interesting short-term ad. Faku Kampazzo with Gary Harris dealing with issues and Kampazzo playing 20 minutes a game at the moment. He has some short-term value. Um, yeah, absolutely worth having a crack at. And then, of course, Dennis Smith, as I've touched on multiple times already. If you look at some hot players across the league, these are guys who are ranked inside the top 100 but are rostered in under 50% of leagues. Rob Williams, we talked about already. David Nwaba in his last two games has been excellent. He is more of a streamer than a must roster, but he's here. Pat Beverly, we've talked about. Matisse Thibel, the painter. That's because Ben Simmons has been out. Thibel's been putting up some... Thibel, sorry, has been putting up some big defensive numbers. And you know, if you're looking for defensive numbers, he's on the wire. Derek Jones is on the wire. They're your two major options. And Garrett Temple, also a top 100 player over the 
the last week. Let's look at some flyers. Now, I didn't include this guy in this list, and I probably should have, but I'll do it now. Nick Claxton of the Brooklyn Nets. We don't know what his role is going to be, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing 25 minutes a night at some point this season. Nick Claxton's a guy to look at. Jaden McDaniels in Minnesota, 30-plus minutes in the last two games. I'm talking here before Sunday's game. Um, absolutely worth a look there. Uh, Chumra Kiki in Orlando, we've talked about him already. Kyra Lewis in New Orleans, I think he'll be starting by the time the season's over and maybe putting up top 150 numbers in those minutes. This is a real wild one. A lot of people ask me about this. Kevin Porter Jr. Now, I don't really know if he's ever going to get even NBA minutes this year, but he's playing well in the G League. He's super talented. Um, Cousins' absence doesn't really change anything for Porter, but if they decide to bring him back up, they could play him over Brown. They could play him over Nwaba. Um, if Oladipo is hurt or traded, there is an opportunity. So it is just a stash-type scenario. I'd rather have McDaniels and Claxton and Lewis uh, ahead of him, but he's at least a name to watch. And then I've got DeAnthony Melton here because out of those you know, melange of Memphis guards, I think he's the best fantasy option. Um, you might have to deal with some rough times with Melton, uh, but if they do commit to giving him 27 minutes a night, it's going to be an absolute steal for your fantasy team. So that's uh, why I've got him on the list. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>